The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents The Monstrous Regiment, featuring a roundtable of Dominion women seeking to honor Jesus Christ in applying God's Word fearlessly and faithfully in all callings and seasons of life, both in and out of the home, reversing the curse and smashing pagan strongholds. Monstrous Regiment listeners, this is Tony Kolb with special guest speaker Chris Hutto. I'm really excited to introduce Chris to you. Um, he is uh, always speaking out um, against injustice uh, in our culture and um, continually speaking out for the voiceless. And um, for those of you who don't know uh, us, Chris is my brother. Uh, for a little history, uh, a lot of people thought uh, we were twins when we were babies, even though we're 18 months apart. Um, and a lot of people thought that Chris was the girl because he had these perfect golden locks. And they thought I was the boy because I was bald until I was three. <laughs> so, um, thankfully, uh, people don't make that mistake now. <laughs> um and, um, but, uh, we definitely still, uh, think like twins. We still, uh, can communicate with, out using words and, um, definitely have the same passions and dreams. Uh, so when Chris sent me a video, uh, that was done by a Christian justifying marital rape, uh, we both knew right away that we needed to speak out against this and say something, especially because, uh, you know, most of the Christian audience uh, that she has was approving her message, and it was really only unbelievers who were seeing um, the video as something that was wrong. So uh, we are going to address uh, this erroneous video Um, as well as the conservative Christian culture that, um, that has this really dangerous mindset. Today we're going to be talking about a YouTube video by a lady named Lori Alexander. Her YouTube channel name, um, her blog name, and her Facebook page are all called The Transformed Wife. Uh, on her Facebook page, she has about 100,000 followers. I'm not sure how many people follow her blog. Um, but her YouTube channel is a little less well-known. But I found a video uh, through a more um, well-known YouTuber called Mr. Atheist. And he, as you can imagine, is an atheist. And he will take videos and um, articles of popular Christians who talk about their religion or belief system online and he'll take those videos and react to them and like basically break down the worldview and say why it's wrong and obviously he's coming from an atheist worldview and so it's not consistent but he does have a lot of good points often Um, and so I saw a video by him um, on this lady and the title of her video is 
Should wives have sex with their husbands when they don't feel like it? This video has about 21,000 views. Um, so it's not super viral, but she does have a fairly large audience, especially among conservative Christian circles. And so we felt it was important to address this video because it has a lot of dangerous errors in it. So we're going to play uh, the audio of the video and then we'll kind of break it down, pause the video and explain why what she's saying is correct or incorrect. Hello. <laughs> Today I want to talk about if women should have sex with their husbands when they don't feel like it. I've been accused of promoting marital rape and women frequently ask me, should wives have sex when they don't feel like it? Like, brother, you know. <laughs> wives should not have to have sex when they feel like it. No, they should not. <laughs> this is the thought process of most women today. Well, let's just ponder this a little bit. Should your husband go to work every day and work hard and provide for his family if he doesn't feel like it? Should you not prepare your children food because you don't feel like it? Let's say your refrigerator is bare. Should you not go shopping because you just don't feel like it? Should you not clean the toilet ever? Because, ew, that's just a gross job and you just don't feel like it. And you could just go, if I had a, if you all were sitting in a classroom in front of me, in front of me, we can go on and on and on about all the things that we do in life that we don't feel like doing. And how come sex is this sacred cow to most women? And if they don't feel like having sex with their husbands, they should not have sex with their husbands. Okay, first of all, I think it's important to note that Lori is treating the question like it's a joke, like it's ridiculous. Um, why would they even be asking this? Um, when it's actually a fair and legitimate question that a lot of people are asking and concerned about. I also think it's important to note that she is saying that, you know, the husband going to work is similar to the wife having to have sex with her husband. Um, a woman was not created solely for the purpose of having sex with her husband. It's not her job. This is not her duty. So, so they're actually not comparable. Also, Lori asks, why is sex a sacred cow to women? And here she still has that undertone of like berating women for asking or having this thought. But sex isn't a sacred cow to women. It's just women innately know that their bodies are worth something. They instinctively understand that sex is something that they have to give as a gift for it to be precious and holy and and good and beautiful and that's how it's supposed to work within marriage they know that instinctively and so they get defensive when it's when people expect them to give it even if they don't feel like it and it's not that it's the sacred cow and that you know women are you know being feminists in their mindset, it's the fact that they actually value their individuality. 
And by the way, how could I promote marital rape when I don't teach men? I've never once ever said or written, yes, men, rape your wives. <laughs> Take sex from them whenever you want. I have never said that. I don't teach men. I only teach women. Uh, okay. So the first time I listened to this, I was blown away by her argumentation here because she's accused by you know, Christians and non-Christians of teaching or promoting that m men can rape their wives. She, her argument that she doesn't do that is not that, oh, I don't actually teach that men should rape their wives or that men should be allowed to, but that I don't teach men. Like, that's right. the argument she gave. And that's a really weak argument. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I teach women what the Bible commands. The Bible commands that we do not deprive our husbands of sexual intimacy. This is from God, it's not from me. And if you want to have a miserable life, lazy life, then you live your life by your feelings. You don't feel like giving your husband sex for a year, then go, fine, don't give your husband sex for a year, but see how great your marriage is, at that, uh, is after a year. Okay, so now she's using fear tactics, <laughs> and she's basically saying, you know, you are going to be miserable because your husband's going to be unhappy because you aren't giving him pleasure. So either he's an animal, right. in her perspective, <clears throat> and he has this insatiable, you know, appetite for something that if he's not given, he will act up, or he's like a child. Right. Or worse than a child. Right. Either way, she's saying that she's trying to use m manipulation <laughs> and she's really painting an ugly picture of men. And marriage. Well, yeah, that too. And it's hypocritical because she's she mentioned feelings as if feelings are sinful, mm -hmm. which is always connected to the conservative Christian's worldview mm -hmm. that anything, you know that's connected to feeling, especially with women, is somehow sinful or weak. Yeah. But other than that, like, she made the claim that women should not live by their feelings, but then is saying that men, it's okay for men to live by their feelings because if they want something, they desire something, um, yeah. then they deserve it, and women should sacrifice their feelings. Right. Women should cater to their feelings. To men's <clears throat> feelings. Right, to men's feelings. Right. Yeah. We live our lives by doing what's right, by obeying God, even when we don't feel like it. Yes, and that even includes sex. How, you know, how long does it take? One woman wrote me and asked me, If having sex with your spouse was only meant to please and gratify your husband, then I guess she'd have a point in being like, well, you know, get your act together. It only takes, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, which that is, that is so repulsive and that's a horrible reason it's like well you know i know you don't feel like it and you don't feel good and all that but you better you know submit to your husband and, and she's i mean what she's saying she's admitting <clears throat> that women are to be used by their husbands right like it you know like it only takes a minute or how long does it take whatever she said right like you can be used by your husband right for this amount of time and then you can get it over with Right. Like, that's how she views it, because that's the kind of marriage she's teaching. 
yeah, I, I don't think she could objectify women any more than just even that sentence right there. Right. And what she just said before I pause it was that this was a woman that came to her with advice or came to her for advice. Mm -hmm. If the, her husband had raped her because she had told him she didn't want to have sex and he, when she woke up in the middle of the night, he was having sex with her. So she wanted to know if that was marital rape. And I said, well, do you feel like you need to call the police and have them locked in jail? Because if true rape is when you're assaulted and against your will by some stranger and you, you feel like he's worthy of being put in prison, yes. No, she doesn't want to put her husband, doesn't want to call the authorities. Okay, <laughs> there's so many things wrong with that. Uh, one thing that's <clears throat> uh, really glaring is the fact that that's horrible logic. A lot of victims don't want to call the police or get the police involved and you know they don't want to see their loved one who is often the predator or the abuser put in jail. Especially in this situation where it has like this religious undertone mm -hmm. where they believe if they go against their authority or their husband that right. they're going against God. Right. Like that's mental manipulation. Right. And so they're not going to just think oh I should go to the authorities, right. the police, or whatever she's referring to, right. to report. Because that, they think that's going against God. <laughs> that, that, is, that is not proof that someone's a predator. If, you know, you can't say, well, they're a predator if the victim feels like they are. No, <laughs> there's, there's black and white um, description of what a predator is. Right. And no, <laughs> you can't rely on the victim's feelings to define the predator. And I think it's accurate to say that most abuse, at least within family um, members, uh, especially when done to children and so on and so forth, like they actually don't understand the full extent of what's happening to them. Right. Even if they know it's wrong, it when, it, when, they're, when someone is abused by someone that they care about, mm -hmm. there's always this disconnect in the mind Right. You know, so they don't understand it to the full, like people don't understand the abuse 100% until they get away from it and they find that healing. Which also leads to the fact that she just said that rape has to be done by a stranger. That is... Did she say that? Yeah, that's so ludicrous. She just said that rape has to be assault against your will by a stranger. That's absolutely wrong. Right. Rape happens all the time. By family members all the time in fact I I'm pretty sure that statistics even show that it happens more often by someone you know right. and so it's done by you know the the uncle or the dad or the brother or you know people in your life it's not always done by a stranger right. so she's teaching something that's absolutely incorrect right and though she didn't say this maybe flat out the undertone in her description of rape leaves out the fact that rape is a sin of violence yeah, and a sin of someone domineering over a weaker person. Mm -hmm. That's what the sin of rape is. Yeah. It's not just a sexual urge that is not controlled. Right. right. Like it's that like they're not comparable. No. That's why the sin of rape had the penalty of death mm -hmm. in Hebrew law. It was like murder. Yeah. And so she's not even comparing. Like, she doesn't even know the weight 
of what rape is. And then if we, we can continue talking about this, the, the example she gave of the woman that contacted Lori asking mm-hmm. for advice said that she woke up in the middle of the night to her husband having sex with her while she was sleeping. That is a problem. Yeah. No like <clears throat> there's, there's multiple reasons why that's wrong. For one, he didn't ask her, like it wasn't consensual, which is basically what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he felt comfortable with having sex with her as if she was an object right a sleeping person it was a one-way thing you know what i'm saying well and she had already expressed that she didn't want to so he was also disregarding her feelings and her desire and intruding upon that like it is possible for a husband to dehumanize his wife It, it is possible and that is an example right there it's we would not be okay with that story if this man had tried to have sex with a sleeping woman that wasn't his wife we'd be like horrified absolutely horrified and we'd say well that's wrong not because you know the missing um marriage there but the fact that he just took advantage of her while she was in a vulnerable state yeah we would be absolutely appalled so we should be equally appalled that her loved one you know that a man who's supposed to protect her and love her is taking advantage of her that is doubly wrong as far as i'm concerned like it's horrible and the fact that you know, Lori can't see that is really concerning. And it's not only concerning, it's super dangerous because like we said, she has, you know, a hundred thousand followers. She has people listening to her. And what damage did she just do to this poor woman who reached out to her confused and upset and saying, Hey, should I call this marital rape? She just enabled rapist. a rapist mm-hmm. and belittled a victim right that's huge and not only did she enable a rapist she did it in the name of god yeah that is why i find it to be most damaging because there are all sorts of crazy you know psychopaths out there that hurt women and children and other people um and harm yeah harm them but when people do it in the name of jesus christ that adds a whole new layer on it because they're they're literally saying that the creator of the universe that is supposed to be the savior of the world is saying it is okay for a stronger person to enact violence against them like that that not only that they it's okay that they do it but it's their right right she said it's that woman's husband's right to rape her right by the name of jesus christ and that's disgusting and that's why you know men like the youtuber mr atheist that they see it because it's so plain, it's so obvious to a mind that isn't manipulated mm-hmm. by this kind of, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say Christian because it's not really Christian, right. but it has the name of Christ attached to it, this kind of propaganda mm-hmm. that treats women like they're, they're sex slaves mm-hmm. to their husbands. Mm-hmm. That is beyond vile. Yeah. And put him in jail because he woke her up in the middle of the night and was having sex with her. In fact, my husband was telling me sometimes um, men just, you know, in the middle of the night, there's a woman, their wife, laying next to them. And they just start wanting to have sex with them. 
and they they're not maybe they're not completely woken up they're not thinking straight they just have this need to want sex and so they start having sex with their wives she just made excuses for this these kind of this kind of behavior by saying that they don't re they can't they're not really thinking they're you know half asleep like that's that's repulsive and she's 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 basically comparing men to animals I, I can't even think of the right word like like she's she's justifying a lack of self-control at the expense of a victim yeah a, of a person a I, i'm sorry but women are people just to let everyone you know know that women are people who have feelings and you know value. value and personhood and you know individuality and equality by the way you know the a wife is as much of a person and as and as equally valuable as a man and so for her to make excuses like this is demeaning and dehumanizing it is and obviously if you're listening to the podcast you can't see the video but if you watch the video you can see that she's when she talks about this she gets really uncomfortable mm -hmm. and she kind of like she kind of hesitates and she mentions her own husband yeah. telling her these things so in my mind i think that her her husband probably does these kind of things to her mm -hmm. and so we should have grace in yeah. in one sense because we're talking about that mental manipulation where people use god to control other people um, and that's probably been done to her. I mean, it has been like, you know, that has, she's caught up in that conservative Christian culture, but at the same time, she is responsible for teaching this kind of evil to other young women. Well, and we were going to even mention the fact that she appeals to Titus too, um, talking about, you know, all she's trying to do is teach the younger women. Well, with that responsibility, comes i don't even know the word like she, she needs to be accurate in what she's teaching because she can cause a lot of people to stumble she can hurt a lot of people with this teaching right well i mean the book of james i can't remember which chapter maybe chapter four but it talks about it says be not many masters knowing that you shall receive the greater condemnation mm -hmm. and so like when you are teaching you have a huge responsibility because god holds you accountable for the words you're telling others, especially when you're saying it's the the words of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and what she's doing is she's dehumanizing image bearers of God, not just women but men too. In this, she's 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 making them out to to have no responsibility and making them sound like heinous creatures, and that's not okay. Now, at this point, the wife can either say, "Honey, I'm just really tired. How about in the morning?" or go along with it and have a great time. Sometimes those are the best times, you know? I just have to stop this here, because she says, the wife can either say, honey, it's not, you know, I don't want to or whatever. But this whole time, this three minutes and 30 seconds, she has been telling us over and over again that women, whether they want to or not, whether they tell their husbands, you know, honey, this isn't the time or not, that they have an obligation to submit to their husband. Mm -hmm. So for her to say it right here doesn't mean anything. No, no. Basically, you can say whatever you want, but ultimately, 
it's the husband's decision what happens to your body. Right. And we know that this is actually not, um, this isn't actually scripture, what scripture says. Scripture does talk about the man and the woman's bodies being the same, like the one flesh, and that, you know, that we have authority over our husband and the husband over the wife, but it's never mentioned in this video ever the authority that the wife has over the husband's body. The fact that there's mutual submission in marriage, it's never even mentioned. She continually berates the woman and says, this is your duty, you have to do it whether you feel like it or not. And sometimes it's fun. <laughs> oh, oh, goody, that's great, that's comforting, <laughs> like, no. Often when we obey God instead of what we want, that's where we find the blessings. And so when you clean your toilet, you have the blessing of a clean toilet. <laughs> okay, the fact that she's comparing sex to cleaning a toilet is really concerning. <laughs> a, intimacy is not supposed to be dirty and it's not supposed to be wretched. And something that you just get over with. No, no, this is this is something that's supposed to be a mutual gift. It's supposed to be um, holy. It, there's nothing dirty about it. Unless you're treating your spouse like a sex object, then yeah, I guess you could, you could compare that to cleaning the toilet. I guess that is dirty. And um, yeah. Well, and she also says, you know, obeying God is always better as if submitting to your husband raping you is obeying god yeah that's horrible like this is just a different this is you know patriarchy at its finest where it sets man above women and cr creates this tier structure where you, a woman has to go through her husband and his interpretation and his will and his desire to understand what god wants and it's no different than in the church where people go through pastors or priests or popes mm -hmm. or bishops or whatever to get to God. This is no different. Yeah. I guess there, you know, the question, there could be a question of like, well, can we defer to our spouse's desires? Like, is, is that okay? And of course, <laughs> we, you, you will find in marriage that you often will lay down your self, like you, you will say, well, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice this and I'm going to do this for my husband. Or I'm, the husband will say that for the wife. And, you know, you'll give up certain things or you'll your personal preference or whatever. And that's very common in marriage. So can that happen in the bedroom? <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. There, there might be times where you're like, well, I don't really want to do that tonight, but I think that I'm going to for that person's sake. And that's okay. Is If that's your choice and you want to do that for your husband and that's a gift that you want to give, that's okay. I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the fact that she's saying you must. The fact that, and not just, not even the fact that she's saying that you're obligated, but the way she's treating sex on, as a whole is really, really erroneous and, and disturbing. And I would have to add that if your spouse knows that you don't want to yeah and yet they still insist push mm -hmm. that's still that selfish you know self-focused oh, yeah. um attitude or desire and that's not the right word but 
that we're talking about. So, like, that's a problem, too. It's not the same kind of problem. Right. It should be mutual. Like, the fact, if if you're saying, I'm going to do this anyway for that person, the other person needs to be sensitive, too, and be like, hey, if this isn't what you want to do, or if you're tired, I'm okay, but, you know, we'll wait, or whatever. Um, (laughs) That's that's just marriage in a nutshell you're constantly giving to the other person and considering their feelings and their desires it's not okay for us for the spouse either one to push and demand their will it doesn't not even just within sex within anything that's that's you we teach you know our young children not to do that so to just assume that it's okay for your husband to, to do that to you, I don't know that there's no justification for that. That doesn't even make sense. When you're not depriving your husband, you have a blessing of a husband that's very happy with you for not depriving him. Sorry, we have to pause this again. That should not be your motivation for giving your husband sex so that he's happy with you like he's this lord that you're trying to gain favor with that's ugly that's not okay or if he becomes upset with you and either dangerous or manipulative in how he treats you because of you're not giving him what he wants that's abuse that is that's mental abuse which is physical abuse Mm -hmm. and of course, Lori would disagree with that. Right. But she's pr- not only is she promoting rape, she's promoting mental abuse here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when your husband goes to work, even though he doesn't feel like it, he has a blessing of receiving a paycheck. So instead of living our lives by our feelings and our want-tos, let's live our lives by being obedient to God and doing what He calls us to do, even when we don't feel like it. As a new mother, you um, you wake up every couple hours to nurse your baby, even though you don't feel like it all, you're exhausted, but you do it because you love your baby. And this is how we are. We should be with our husbands. We are to be husband lovers. So I was listening to this video with my husband and we um, have a five month old and my husband was like, I'm actually really offended at being compared to a needy, like unknowing child that that's just demanding their wants because they don't know better. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. A man should not be just demanding his wants and having temper tantrums if he doesn't get his way. Like, that is really insulting. I would also like to add that Lori compares the husband going to work when he doesn't feel like it to the wife having sex with her husband when she doesn't feel like it, which is a deceptive comparison because a man going to work um, it's a voluntary thing. Like, he doesn't have to go to work that morning or he could work a different job or so on. Um, he isn't forced by his employer. If he was, this would be slavery. So we already touched on this when we talked about a wife that might decide to have sex with her husband even if she doesn't feel like it. She may decide to do that for him. Um, and that would be comparable to Lori's example. But she's misleading with a fair example, the husband not wanting to go to work but doing it anyways, with something that is evil. A wife being forced, you know, by a mandate from God to have sex with her husband when she doesn't want to. Or, you know, to use the example she gave of the woman that asked her advice, um, a woman 
woke up to her husband having sex with her, that she's being forced against her will to participate in something. And so it's not really a fair comparison. And it sounds good in the beginning because it's both two people who don't want to do something and doing it anyways. But one is forced, which is slavery, and then one is deciding to do something because it's the right decision. So it's completely different. Mm. We want to satisfy them sexually. They can't have sex with anybody else. We live in a highly sexualized culture. They see, I mean, you go anywhere and you see immodestly dressed women and in the supermarkets you see just everywhere they're assaulted by sexuality and, and scantily clad women. They should be able to have sex with their wives when they want it. This is probably the most <clears throat> disturbing thing she said yet. I, I, when I first heard this, my jaw literally dropped. I, I don't even know where to start with this. She's basically condoning rape and, you know, selfishness because our culture is highly sexualized. And so she's basically, she's saying, you know, you know, there's scantily clad women out there and there, you know, there's magazine covers with, with, you know, immodest women. So basically if your husband gets aroused by immodest women, he should be allowed to come home and have sex. Whenever he wants. That's, that's horrible. Uh, for, can I just say that Christian men should be able to go through their culture without being aroused sexually by immodest women. Right, they should value women enough, women and men and whoever else, enough that they don't see them as sex objects. Like, that shouldn't be normative to the Christian mind. Right, and so, you know what, if, if your wife is an individual person and valuable as a woman and as an image bearer of God, and the, uh, the next, you know, uh, other women who aren't your wife, you know, if they are image bearers of God and they're valuable, you're not going to treat either group as an object. Right. Well, and having sex with your wife, with or without consent, is not the answer to lust. No. So what she described was lust. She was talking about things in the world that men see that make them lust. And when Jesus talked about that, he said, if you can't handle it, you pluck your eyes out. Right. And you cut your hands off. Not with, go home and have sex. And abuse your wife. Right. He put the responsibility fully on the individual who was affected negatively by their own sin. And right. so lust is the responsibility of the one that is participating in lustful thoughts. Right. And so men should be held responsible for their own lust and have the self-control to repent of that and not treat women like sex objects. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would feel defiled and used if my husband came home and was like, okay, we need to get in bed and have sex because, gosh, I saw this one image that really aroused me. It's no different than than couples that use pornography. Yeah. It's really, really no different. No, no. That, and that that's wrong. Yeah, I would, I would feel used and and grow like it would feel dirty and gross because he couldn't control himself he's giving into lust in his heart 
and using me to continue on in that sin. To satisfy yeah. that sinful desire towards a different woman. Right. Yeah. So basically, he's using my body to satisfy something he saw with his eyes, a totally different person. And just using my body to continue in that fantasy. That's disgusting. And in fact, I think you could even say that it might be adultery, too. True. Adultery. Yep. You know, this is it doesn't take much time or effort even, but it makes them happy. And this is what God calls us to do as their helpmeet women. So don't live your life by your feelings. Instead, live your life in obedience to the Lord because you love your husband, because you love the Lord God Almighty, and, and He's worthy. You know, He calls us to deny ourselves. And, and Paul says that He disciplines His body for the purpose of godliness. Discipline your, per, your body for the purpose of godliness. Don't do just what you want, you feel like doing. Do the right thing. <laughs> so anyway, stop depriving your husband. Um, and let's you know, let, not talk about marital rape, me teaching marital rape, because I don't. Women, me teaching women to not deprive their husbands sexually does not promote marital rape. <laughs> it's funny how they like to twist things and make everything so ugly. All the things that God calls good, they like to make ugly, but it's good. Not depriving our husband sexually is very, very good. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, thankfully that's done. Yeah. I mean, the, the last, you know, 45 seconds or whatever that was of her video, basically she kind of did a recap of everything she said. So we kind of mm -hmm. covered everything yeah. already, but the same things can be said. Yeah. It's a doctrine of dehumanization, a power religion that puts men above women who by authority of some pagan standard which they call Christianity um, they are able to treat their wives as sex objects yeah that's what she's promoting yeah and then saying that God calls it good right and and unfortunately so she says they and Christians often like to do this. They just kind of throw everybody that opposes them into this they category, the world, you know, who, whatever they want to society. call them. Society. And the thing is, society, the world, these people that are viewing her um, videos and reading her content online that aren't um, blindfolded by this, the power religion and, and um, uh, patriarchy, mm -hmm. they, they rightly see that women are free. They rightly see that women have equal value. Mm -hmm. Now, just because, I mean, often, you know, non-believers, they are hypocrites in the fact that they may, you know, not view the pre-born as fully human or so on and so forth. But that doesn't mean they don't rightly see that women have value. Mm -hmm. And so she just dismisses a whole group of people simply because they're the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to note that conservative Christian culture or, you know, patriarchy or um, whatever you want to call, call it, this is a common mindset where they strip women of their strength and personality and potential and authority and equality. This is really common. Um, but this, this video just basically showed how far it can go and what it, what it leads to. And she, as she blatantly 
justified marital rape. Right. And often, um, people think that these are just fringe groups, fringe opinions and ideologies. And in some ways that's true, but they affect hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. She's just willing to put it into words. She's willing to boldly explain the worldview that hundreds of thousands of people hold to, not just Christians, but very commonly within the conservative Christian um, community. Mm -hmm. And if you go onto her YouTube um, channel, you can read the comments. Um, and I just wanted to read a couple just to kind of show you, prove to you that there are people listening to this content. One um, commenter says, good video, you handle this topic very well and with class. Um, and there says, wonderful wisdom, thank you. The deeds of love done in secret, not for public approval, are the most beautiful and esteemed by God. This is how we nurture our marriages. Another lady says, amen, so beautifully put, thank you, sister. Um, and there are many, many others. There, This woman says, my husband isn't deprived, and then a heart emoji. This man, who is some preacher, says, as a preacher first, I'll pray for you in your fine channel. Now, respectfully, and I'm speaking to men, it's true your wife is under your authority, under God. However, you should care about your wife and care about her and her feelings. So keep up communication. Do some housework so she may be less tired and more willing to be with you sexually when you wish to. And lastly, make sure she knows she can... Um, let's see. I must have skipped a line when I was screenshotting this. Um, Christian women, their rule, which is clear in the Bible. So if you don't like it, then don't come here. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think she is charming, godly, and a very insightful woman, worthy to instruct women who are younger or new converts to the faith. Mm. So, I mean, this man is, you know, he tried to throw something in there about, you know, husbands, respect your wives. But then he's saying, do housework. Basically manipulate the situation so that your wives are more willing to be with you sexually whenever you want to. Be strategic. Yeah. And that's uh, Preacher Thomas there. So... Obviously, there's a lot more that we could say, mm -hmm. and we didn't really necessarily delve deep into the, this topic, but on a surface level, it's very easy to see the worldview in which she's coming from, mm -hmm. which is one of dehumanization of women. Yes. And it is so blatant and so common in the teachings of many, many, many Christian circles, and it needs to be opposed. Yes, it's dangerous enough that we need to stand up and say something. Right. And she's affecting a whole generation of people who are going to be raising their children with the thought that women are less. Mm -hmm. And when the world sees it, you know, the world, like she says, you know, them, mm -hmm. when Mr. Atheist sees it and he has more influence because he has more empathy than the Christian does, we've lost the culture war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's done a lot of damage. And so we just hope to pre present the message clearly. Yeah. And um, God does not condone this kind of behavior. God does not justify marital rape. Period. No. no. Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Regiment. We hope this podcast inspires and equips you to go and exercise dominion for Christ's kingdom. Terrible as an army with banners.
the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.